Are you tired of feeling busy and rushed and overwhelmed and stressed out and maybe just feeling like there's more, like like there's more to this life and you're missing out. There's more to, you know, what your family's supposed to be like, what your homeschool's supposed to be like. There's a better way and you're trying to figure it out and you want to find that peace and that rest that you know God promises, but like you're just not there. Today we're going to talk about the fact that there is a way, right? The way. John 14, 6 says that Jesus says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And today we're going to talk about how you can find more peace and more joy and more rest, how you can escape the burnout and create more space for Jesus, the author of peace and joy and rest. All right, let's do it. Hey mama, welcome to the Nourished Mom Podcast, where you're going to learn how to find balance between homeschooling, housework, and all the other things. God is calling your family to a life of peace and goodness, even on those days when you're trying to remember why you chose to homeschool, you just want a minute to yourself, and you're overwhelmed with a million things to do. If you're ready for simple routines, time management strategies, and biblical mindsets to transform your days from on balance to intentional, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some independent work, or whatever is gonna keep them engaged for the next 15 minutes while we dig into today's show. so happy that you are joining me. We are halfway through summer, starting to think about the coming school year and what it's going to look like. And maybe you're thinking about how you're going to pull it all together. Um, There's a way. There's a way for your school year to be more peaceful, more restful, for you to enjoy it more, for, for you to just walk in God's plan for your home and homeschool. So today, I want to talk about a rule of life. So a rule of life is a set of practices and rhythms that help Christians grow in their faith and follow Jesus. That's like the the Google definition. (laughs) And I've been listening to this really amazing podcast that um, reminded me of that idea of the rule of life. And the podcast is actually called Rule of Life by Practicing the Way. And what they call a rule of life is a schedule and set of practices and relational rhythms that help us create space in our busy world for us to be with Jesus, become like Jesus, and do what he did to live to the full in his kingdom and in alignment with our deepest passions and priorities. Woo! Yeah, I want that. And honestly, I've really been loving this podcast. It really speaks to these things that I am so passionate about, you know, really walking with the Lord and our priorities, aligning our priorities with his priorities and just finding space for him. Um, So we're going to talk about that today. And I'm going to leave a link to that podcast in the notes of the show because it's just, it's really great. You should check it out. So anyway, I think that if, I think that if we're all honest, we don't make enough time for Jesus in our lives. No matter who we are, no matter where we are in our journey, there is always more space for Jesus. 
And maybe, maybe you even think that you're making enough room. But I just, I've just seen it in our churches that we've become, I don't want to say satisfied because satisfied is not the word, but we've become accepting to just like a mediocre life with God, a mediocre experience, like not experiencing God to the fullest, not experiencing all that he has in our lives. We're just like, we're just comfortable in our ways of like, oh yeah, we have a little bit of quiet time, we go to church or whatever it might be, but... I think there's just so much more to living life with God that so many Christians, so many moms are not experiencing because they're not making enough room for him. And from my experience, I know that the more I set aside time for God, the more transformed my life becomes, the more transformed my heart becomes. And honestly, this year has been a year of transformation. And I'm going to talk about it a little bit in a minute. But I think one of the reasons that we get so just like ho-hum or I don't know, I can't think of a good word to describe it, but so like lackluster, is that a, I don't even know if I'm using that word correctly, but just like so not revived, not like encouraged to dig into our faith is because we get so caught up in busyness, the things that we feel like we should be doing. And we're packing our schedules with activities and chores and sports and volunteering. And these aren't bad things, right? These can be great things. But if you're not leaving room for Jesus, you're not going to be fulfilled. It's always going to feel like something is missing. So I want to ask you a question just to start off. What is stopping you from making more room for Jesus? Because I think that on our hearts if we're following the Lord, that there's always going to be a prompt to make more room for him, right? Because the end goal is to be with Jesus, is to be living with him constantly. And this life is like practice for that. So I just, I know that we get to one level and that the Lord calls us to the next level to make even more room for him. So on your journey, I'm wondering where you are right now, What is stopping you from making that room for Jesus that he's calling you to make? Maybe you're afraid that you'll miss out. If you make that time, maybe if you start taking Sabbath and you make that time that you'll miss out on something else. You'll miss out on hanging out with your friends or, um, you know, the sports that your kids could do or whatever it might be. But I think that fear of missing out is real. Maybe you're afraid you won't get the things done. I think that is so real for moms that often we want to sit down and spend time with the Lord, but then we see the dishes and we see the mess all over the house because we have kids and they distract us because we're afraid we won't get the things done that we need to do to keep us afloat. Maybe we're just literally distracted with other things like social media or, you know, other things that we're putting in God's place, other things that we're seeking for our fulfillment. And we all know that they leave us unfulfilled. How many times do we get off Facebook and we're like, oh, I feel so fulfilled now. Like never, I never, I never feel that way. But you know what? That after we have a great time of prayer and worship and we, we maybe time with friends talking about the Lord, that's when we feel fulfilled, right? Maybe you're afraid of what people will think. 
if you like make these radical changes for Jesus. Maybe you're afraid with what your spouse will think, what your friends will think, what your kids will think, what your neighbor will think. And I've been there. We've started, um, I'm going to talk about it in a little bit, but um, a prayer and fasting group. And there was a day that my neighbor came over and we had like, I don't know, we must have had like at least 15 families here with like kids running all over on a Thursday morning when all the other kids are in school and all my homeschool friends are over. And we had like so many kids in the backyard and my neighbor comes over and she's like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> she came over for another reason because she, she had something to give me, but she was like, what is going on here? Um, and you know, that can be weird. Like, oh, we're just having a prayer meeting. We're, we're cool. <laughs> but it's okay to be weird. It's okay. It's all right to be weird for Jesus. But I honestly, I truly believe that God has so much more for you and for me and for all of us moms and families and that he's just waiting for us to take the steps to join him. He's just waiting for us to step out in faith. I found this really cool quote that John Wesley wrote. I actually don't even know who John Wesley is, but I love this quote. It says, the more holy we are upon the earth, the more happy we must be, seeing that there is an inseparable connection between holiness and happiness. And I just, I've found that so true. The, the deeper that I go with the Lord, the more that he changes my heart, the more holy and set apart that he makes me, the more happy and joyful I am. And if you want happiness in your home, if you want happiness in your homeschool, in your marriage, and in your heart, the answer is spending more time with Jesus, making more room for him. So how do we do it? How do we actually make space in our busy schedules, in our busy minds, in our messy homes to find time for Jesus? So a rule of life can really make it practical because with a rule of life, you're creating rhythms and routines in your day and your weeks and your months to set aside time for the Lord. And you know me. I love routines. Like I'm so on, like so ready for, for a rule of life. Like this is, this is how I do it. Um, because routines, they just make it easier. They do. I swear. I promise you to do the things you want to do. And apparently the monks in the early third century AD agreed. So there was this sect of Christians called the Desert Fathers that um, kind of just moved out from, I, th- I want to say like Rome, I think that's the right time period, moved out from Rome and the big cities and moved into the desert to, to have a life that was set apart for Jesus. And they set out some basic rules for living that involved things like extensive prayer periods and discipline as well as obedience and, um, you know, the practice of silence and regular fasting. But they had these rules set in place for their communities that they thought would help them to live more like Jesus. These are the things that Jesus taught the, the early Christians to do. So they came up with these rules. And then throughout history, monks and nuns have been following these, these rules of life. So this is where it all came from. And if you've downloaded the Nourish Necessities workbook, Essentially, that's what you're doing. You're walking through the first part of creating a rule of life. You're figuring out what the Lord is calling you to and how to make space for it. And if you haven't downloaded the the workbook before, I will leave a free, it's always free, I will leave a link to the workbook in the show notes. Um, 
so you can walk through that. But let's talk about some specific routines and rhythms that can help you draw closer to God and what that might look like for you and your family. So prayer. Prayer is like my number one. Um, you know, we all have different different ways of connecting with the Lord that speak to our hearts. But over the last seven months, I've really come to see the power of prayer. So this is the story I've been talking about. So uh, last year, last year, I want to say end of August, I was camping with some friends. We kind of went on like a little retreat and it was beautiful and we spent so much time with the Lord and it was great and we went hiking and I just, I had this time with the Lord where he gave me the word transformation that like my family will be transformed. But then he also told me that it would take obedience and that it would look radical to me. And I was like, okay, what, what do you mean? What's this going to look like? But that is the impression that he gave to me. And um, over the next few months, I kept hearing the Lord tell me to fast. Like every time I opened up the Bible, it said something about fasting. Every time I looked at something, there was a book about fasting or a podcast about fasting or a friend was talking about fasting. And I just really felt that the Lord was telling me to fast. And I had so many objections to it. So many reasons why I thought I shouldn't fast. I mean, one of them being um, that I had made health an idol a while back. When I um, first started as a nutritional therapist, like I just, health became an idol to me. And I had to break free from that. And I was afraid that fasting, because it has so many health benefits and it is, um, you know, it can be like a way of controlling food. I didn't want it to be like a weird thing for me, like not for the Lord, but for other things. So that was an objection. Also, I thought that you know, that if I was fasting, that I wouldn't be able to hold it together as a mom, that I would just be like hangry and not be nice. And I'm like, Lord, obviously that would be bad. Like, of course you want me to be kind to my children. Like, how could I possibly fast? (laughs) Um, But finally, in January, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I invited a few women with me and we started fasting together once a month. And this has grown into something so beautiful um where last month we had like 20 something women fasting and praying with us and just so many prayers have been answered like the transformation that the lord was talking about like i've seen it come to pass like my family we weren't even going to church together like my husband wouldn't come to church with us really um he just wasn't there yet and now like he's coming to church with us regularly that was something that i was praying for and fasting for um just the transformation in my own heart healing my um healing over my eczema my psoriasis um you know my one of my nieces was struggling with health issues and the first time that she came to one of our prayer meetings, I mean, she was in and out of the hospital and the first time she came to one of our prayer meetings, she, she hasn't been to the hospital since and it's been three months. And before that, her whole, she was, she's only a year now, just about a year and her whole first nine months in and out of the hospital on a weekly basis. And since she's been to the prayer meeting where we prayed over her, She's been out of the hospital. But I've I've just seen the Lord move in so many different ways because of our prayer. Because a few moms had got together and prayed with faith consistently. 
And it's been amazing. So that is my testimony. But the Bible tells us to be constant in prayer. Romans 12, 12 says to rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 says to pray without ceasing. So over these last seven months, I've just really realized that like, I, what does that look like to pray without ceasing, to be constant in prayer and really trying to make that a rule of my life? Um, Philippians 4, 6 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So I'm wondering how can you make prayer a rule of life for you, a routine, a rhythm? You know, there's scheduled prayer, things that we schedule in, like, you know, maybe we wake up and we pray and we pray before bed. We pray at our meals. These are things that are like scheduled in, but there's spontaneous prayer as well. And that's where the praying without ceasing, I feel like comes in. Um, you know, maybe in the car, like anytime I'm on the way to an event, I try to remember to pray over, you know, for the Lord to lead me where, when I'm with people and just to, it's just a nice space to be able to pray over your day because you're not doing anything else, right? You're just driving. Um, you know, when my mind feels quiet and I'm searching for stimulation, like I want to go on social media, sometimes I pray. I would love to say all the time I pray, but you know, it's, it's a work in progress. Um, how can we use habit stacking to attach prayer to another habit in your life? Can you attach prayer to your car rides, to your meals? Maybe when you're feeling overwhelmed, attach prayer to that. How can you attach prayer to other habits in your life that will help you make a routine out of it and be more consistent? Another practice that brings us closer to God, that increases our faith, that brings us closer to Jesus is studying God's word. And honestly, I love doing this. I love doing it. Never do I close my Bible and say like, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. Like never. But it actually tends to be harder for me than some of the other practices. Like it's harder for me than prayer or worship. I think because it takes a level of commitment and focus and energy. Like I really have to focus on what I'm reading if I want to learn something from it. But the fruits are always good, right? God speaks to us through his word. So my question for you is, are you studying scripture enough? Could you study more? When? Where? What could it look like? Maybe committing to a Bible study group. And just a little plug for Bible study fellowship. It's not something I do right now, but it is an online group for women that um, that does really great Bible studies. And I have some friends who are involved and that can be a great option for you. Maybe for you right now, it's going to look like studying on your own or with your husband or with some friends. What would a routine of Bible study look like? How can you study the Bible more? How can you make room for that in your life? And honestly, as I'm saying this, I'm kind of convicted. Like I study the Bible every morning, but I just, I'm really convicted that I want to get deeper. Like I, I need to set aside some more time for this. And if you need some guidance getting into studying scripture, like kind of just, you know, what do you do when you open the Bible? If you're, if you're not sure yet, I have a bookmark that you can download that is free and it goes through the steps of the inductive Bible study method. And it can just be a great guide of like some steps you take as you're learning to study the Bible. I love the inductive Bible study method and, um, I'll link the bookmark in the show notes. You can print it out and have it in your Bible to help you go through the steps as you study. All right, another practice, silence and solitude to be alone with God. 
Like, hi, I'm a mom. Like, when do I get silence and solitude? As a mom, you no doubt have to be intentional if you want to practice this in your life. But there are so many fruits from it, right? When we make that space for the Lord to speak to us, when we can quiet our minds, like, it's good stuff. But we have to say no to the urge to do other things, right? So I'm in the practice of locking myself in the bathroom when I'm getting dressed for the day. And my kids are, you know, they're at an age where that's safe and you know, if we had another baby, they would be safe for a while if they can't walk. And then if we had a toddler, if you have a toddler, um, you know, I'm sure you can be creative and figure it out during nap time or, you know, making sure the house is just safe for 10 minutes while you go and sit in the other room. Um, But can you make that a practice in your life? And that can be planned or spontaneous, right? Like I have the time in the morning when I'm getting dressed planned, Um, Before bed, you know, I take some time. But spontaneously throughout the day, I take a couple minutes when I'm overwhelmed. Like I, I, if I don't take a couple minutes, I'm going to act out in anger when I'm overwhelmed. So I've really learned to like step back and just take those moments of solitude and just go to the Lord with my issues. Sometimes I do it when I'm grateful, right? When I'm just looking over like all the things that the Lord has blessed me with and just like take a moment of silence. And my kids don't love it because they love to be loud. <laughs> but sometimes I just ask them, like, hey, let's be quiet for a minute. Like, I need I need quiet for a minute. Let's do this. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Like, most of the time I have to just go into the other room and that's fine. But how can you add silence or solitude into your daily or weekly rhythms? Can you create a routine or attach it to another habit? Another practice, worship. Worship might come easy to you or it might not come easy to you. And honestly, you know, we are beings that are created for worship. Like we're either worshiping God or we're worshiping something else, you know, and we worship lots of things. Maybe we worship food or social media or our relationships with other people or whatever. Whatever we're putting in the place of God, that's what we're worshiping. How can you make space to worship the Lord? What would that look like for you? Would it look like, you know, putting on worship music? Would it look like playing a ukulele and singing? (laughs) Because I love to do that. Um, Not that I'm great, but um, would it look like just, just saying words, praising the Lord for who he is, for what he's done, for how great he is? Would it be just telling the Lord that you're grateful, that you're thankful? Like what would worship look like for you? And where can you put it in your days, in your weeks? Where can you find time for that? Another practice is fasting. Um, You know, I've talked about our prayer and fasting. And I know that fasting isn't really popular in our culture. And I know that when I, I invite people to join our group, a lot of times people are like, ooh, I don't know about that. Like, I don't know if I could fast. And that's one thing that I... But I'm always trying to tell people is like, you don't, you don't have to fast to join our group. Like you can just pray with us. But there is something really special about fasting. The way that it humbles you. The way that it just teaches you discipline. The way that it clears your mind. Like there is something really special about it. And no doubt because the Bible tells us to fast, right? When Jesus was talking to his disciples and in Matthew 6, 16 to 18, and he said, When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. 
He didn't say if you fast. He said when you fast. Like he assumed that they would be fasting, right? Jesus fasted. Jesus fasted for 40 days. Man, my longest fast is like two and a half days. <laughs> no shame there. <laughs> and the Jewish culture, they fasted weekly as well as on different holidays, right? So fasting has regularly been a way for people, for God's people to humble themselves before him, right? In Joel 2.12, it says, Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping and mourning. Acts 14.23 says, And when they had appointed elders for them in every church, so they're talking about the formation of the early church, with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord. So this isn't just something that was in the Old Testament. This is something that Jesus spoke about, something that the early church spoke about. And it's something that's kind of foreign to a lot of us in our Western churches. But there is power in fasting. And Jesus speaks about it in Matthew 17, 21, when um, the disciples were trying to cast out a, an evil spirit. And they were like, why can't we cast this out? And Jesus said, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Like fasting is a powerful, special discipline. And if you're not there yet, that is totally fine. But if this is something the Lord is telling you to do, like look into this. I promise you there will be fruit. And if, if you really are feeling called to this, check out the Rule of Life podcast and their website, practicingtheway.org. There are great resources to help you get started. And just do it. Just try it. Like even just fast from one meal. Fast from one meal and with the purpose of humbling yourself before the Lord, with the purpose of denying your own desires and your own flesh and surrendering and replacing the Lord with that meal you would have had, right? Coming to him, let the Lord be your nourishment. There's a scripture where Jesus says, my nourishment is doing the will of God. And every time I fast, I always think of that, like my nourishment. And like over and over again, Jesus talks about like him as being our bread, right? Like he's our bread. Um, so just, I don't know, fasting's really, I've just been so blessed by the practice. And if it is something that, that you feel called to do, I would say definitely look into it. Another practice that helps us to just grow in faith and find time for Jesus is simplicity. So I love the way that Practicing the Way, I've been referencing them, talks about this. So they talk about simplicity as a rule of life to make room for God by structuring your life in a way that it becomes more freeing. I love that. So the way that I always put it is like, Stop being busy, right? Like, you know, in my previous, you know, when I talk about busyness and priorities, it's the same thing as simplicity, right? Like making sure that we're not too busy to make room for God. You know, simplifying our schedules, structuring your life in the way that God is calling you to. And I feel that we are just so often held captive living the way that we feel we're supposed to. When God is really calling us to live a different way, to be set free, right? The Lord is calling us to freedom. We're free to walk with the Lord in the way that he's calling us to, not to be confined by anything that the world is imposing on us, right? We're free to homeschool the way that the Lord is calling us to, free to do our relationships the way that the Lord is calling us to. But so often we just feel that we have to do all these other things and we don't. 
do what the Lord's calling us to. Like some, like, um, you know, when I have my clients walk through getting a vision with the Lord, like I ask them, like, what is it? What would it look like? Like, if you didn't feel like you had to be doing anything else and you could just do what the Lord is calling you to, what would that look like in your home, in your homeschool? And a lot of times for me, the Lord gives me this vision of just like going out in the woods and doing school out there with my kids, like just bringing whatever we want, some like crayons and colored pencils and whatever and some music and pretending. I don't know. I feel that the Lord gives me that vision often and how freeing it is. Like when I go and do that with the kids, like, oh. Like it just feels so right. We get to bond and connect in God's creation. And, you know, I just wonder what is the Lord calling you to that you're not doing because you feel like you got to keep the house clean or you feel like you've got to do soccer this season or you feel like you got to keep up with the singing and the voice lessons and the whatever you got going on in your life. Like maybe you don't need to do those things. Maybe the Lord isn't calling you to do those things. So I'm just saying, if you want to make room for God, if you want to see your heart and your home and your homeschool and your relationships transformed, if you want to be free to live the way that he is calling you to, stop, start taking the steps. Create some rules of life. It's always going to start with Jesus, right? It's always going to. So start some routines and rhythms that help you grow in your faith and follow Jesus so that you can step out in those other areas too. And if you're really ready to step out, I think you're really going to love my course that's coming up soon called The Hope-Filled Homeschool. It walks you through the process of creating routines and rhythms that help you walk out what God is calling you to, like the same thing I'm talking about. It's a four-week program, and it starts by walking you through getting a vision with God, like building your homeschool with God, hearing from God. We walk through a lot of different exercises to grow you know, how you hear from God and um, you create a family mission statement and a pledge to get your whole family motivated and moving in the same direction. We dive into effective time management techniques and how you can use that in your home and how to structure your life according to biblical priorities. And we, we learn all of these foundational lessons and then we walk it out together. So you create the routines in community with other moms that are doing this too. Routines that help you make time for Jesus, routines for your homeschool to find clarity and order in your homeschool, routines to nourish your relationships, your relationship with your husband and your kids and the relationships that God is calling you to nourish. Um, Routines to keep up with your housework. We go through a step-by-step plan to get that under control in a way that works for you, not a way that's like, not going to work. You know, a lot of times we set up those house cleaning schedules and they don't work. And the routines that you create in this course are ones that are specifically made to work for you. How often that you can clean your bathroom, how often that you can keep up with the whatever, the laundry, right? We make systems that will work for you. And you'll, you'll learn the systems that I use with my clients and that I use. And there are workbooks to help you walk it out. There are um, lectures and teachings. And the course launches August 14th. So that's one month just in time to get you ready and prepared for this homeschool season in the fall. And if you sign up before August 1st, 
you get, I don't even know if I, I feel like the Lord is calling me to this, but I get a little like, are you sure, Lord? You get half off the course, half off. And if you get into this first session, you also get free weekly group coaching. And this is the only time that I plan to offer this. So if you get into the first session that starts August 14th, you get free weekly group coaching as well. Mama, you can break free from the busyness, the overwhelm. You can break free from that feeling that there is a better way because there is, there literally is a better way. And the way to break free is by stepping into it, to do life with Jesus. So I want you to consider which of the practices that we talked about today, prayer, silence and solitude, Bible study, worship, fasting, which one is God calling you to go deeper in? And then I want you to ask yourself, what has been stopping you? Are there fears? Are there lies of the enemy holding you back? And I want you to ask yourself, how can you create a routine, a rule of life that will help you stay consistent in this practice that the Lord is calling you to? Ladies, I just pray that the Lord lights a fire in your heart to desire Him, that He gives you the motivation to take the steps necessary to grow in faith, that He gives you boldness and courage to follow where He is calling you, where He is calling you for your home, for your homeschool, in your heart, for your marriage, where He is calling you to. And I am so thankful that the Lord is faithful, that he has prepared good works for you and for your family, and that his plans are good, and that his way is so much better than your own. And I'm praying that you step into that, that we all step into that, that we take the next step wherever God is calling us, that he gives us that courage and boldness to step out in faith. In Jesus' name, amen.